Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Um, and it's a, it's a skiing area. But we weren't there to try for downhill skiing. We wanted to try cross-country skiing and uh, decided to sign up for some lessons. It was fun, and it was definitely a good workout, if anybody who's tried it. Our instructor was a young man named Matt Dayton. He was super nice, and he was very patient, showing us how to maneuver on cross-country skis. Well, it turns out Matt was an Olympian. He had competed in the Salt Lake City Winter Olympics in Nordic Combined, which is a combination of cross-country skiing and ski jump. They do both. Matt was Olympian. He placed fourth. What do you get for fourth, you know? Well, the Apostle Shaul used strong athletic metaphors to instruct Messianic congregations he planted and visited. Some examples are what he would teach people to, in effect, develop into an athlete in their spiritual walk. In the letter to Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 1, where it says, Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also get rid of every weight and entangling sin. Let us run with endurance the race before us. Shaul painted this picture, this cloud of witnesses. These are all the great men and women that have, of God that have come before you. They're cheering you on, just like an athlete in a race just like today in the Olympics, where there's people on the sidelines, they're cheering. You know, they say, you know, go so-and-so, go so-and-so, and they're, they're clanking the clankers and the bells, and they got their, their flags of their country out. They're there cheering their athletes on. Well, you, as an ath- in your athletic spiritual walk, you have a great cloud of witnesses that is cheering you on. And... In addition to those who have all come before us, the people that surround you, the people here, your body of Messianic believers is cheering you on too because we all want each other to succeed. He says, get rid of every weight and entangled sin. Those Winter Olympic athletes, if you watch them, they, there it is, you know, it's like sub-zero temperature. They get this little thin sheet of thing they're wearing. If you watch the, uh, the figure skaters, the, the speed skaters, or, you know, even the ski jumpers downhill, they've all got this, like, it's like barely thin little layer. And I said, God, they must be cold here, you know, but, but they, they don't want any type of impediments. They don't want any wind resistant. They don't want anything to hold them back. They get rid of every weight and entanglement. They don't want anything to slow them down. What's holding you back from being the best you can be? And he says, run with endurance. Now, life is uh, its not a 100-meter sprint. It's not a 50-yard dash. 
you know, in addition to the gold medal in curling, I mean, we actually won, the, the women won a gold medal in cross-country skiing, which is, that's talking about endurance, something that takes time, and, and uh, it's, it's not a quick race. So we talk about endurance in athletic competition. This week, earlier this week, I was watching one of the events, the biathlon. Now, the biathlon is a fascinating sport. Cross-country skiing combined with rifle shooting. The cross-country skiing takes an incredible amount of strength and stamina. The athletes run around this, or they race around this course. They don't run. Um, they race around this course, which has twists, turns. It goes uphill and downhill. Yes, you can go uphill in cross-country skis. I can attest to that because you, they have these, the skis in the bottom have these like little ridges or teeth so that it slides in one direction, but it catches you when you go back. It's not like downhill skis. So, so you, you actually go uphill in uh, cross-country skis. So in this, this race, which is typically 15 kilometers long, just a little under 10 miles, they have to stop every few kilometers and have to, then they carry their rifle with them. They have to stop and shoot at a target the size of a golf ball that's 50 meters away. Five shots each time. Five targets. Five shots, five targets. If you miss the target, you have to ski around a penalty loop. If you miss two targets, you've got to ski twice around. So the, the, the racer can come in and be in first place, and they take their shots if they, they miss one. Well, and then the guy next to him gets all his five shots. The guy next to him goes right around on, on the, the trail again. The other guy, he has to go around this penalty loop. So it's, it's all a race for time, and it's, it slows you down. I thought about, you know, our our faith walk being like a biathlon. At times we are in action. We're moving on the basis of our faith. But at times we need to be quiet, stationary. We have to focus in prayer. Sometimes we're not very focused. Sometimes we don't pray and ask for God's wisdom and guidance. So we end up taking a penalty lap. Yes, just like in the biathlon, you're still in the race. It's just going to take you longer to get to the finish. What about Shaul's method in training and preparing for gold, Olympic gold? Philippians chapter 3, he illustrates this in verses 12 through 14. He says, Not that I have already obtained this or been perfected, but I press on if only I might take hold of that for which Messiah Yeshua took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself as having taken hold of this, but this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal for the reward of the upward calling of God and Messiah Yeshua. See, Shaul knew that the believer's walk in Yeshua is, is a journey. We are training and walking closer and getting closer every day. He says, not that I have already obtained or been perfected. He was saying, hey, I'm a work in progress, just like you guys. I'm a work in progress too. And he said, I press on towards the goal. He's saying, 
I still train. Just because I'm Shaul, you know, the guy that comes and, 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 and plants these congregations and, and ministers to you and teaches you, I'm still in training too. At the finish line of the biathlon race, at the last second, they stretch their boot out to trip the finish line to win. The timing of that stretch can mean the difference between gold and silver medal. It's true for swimming in the Summer Olympics as well. It's, it's the pressing on that Shaul talked about. Even up to the, the very end, it's that stretching forth can make the difference between a gold medal, a silver medal, a bronze medal, or no medal at all. It takes discipline to be an athlete. He wrote in 1 Corinthians in chapter 9, verses 23 through 27, it says, I do it all for the sake of the good news, so that I might be a fellow, fellow partaker of it. Don't you know that in a stadium the runners all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Every competitor exercises self-control in all respects. That is the discipline portion there, the self-control. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we do it to receive an imperishable one. So I run in this way, not aimlessly. So I box in this way, not beating the air. Rather, I punish my body and bring it into submission, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. By the way, if you visit Caesarea in Israel, and you can go see the ruins of the Hippodrome, which is right there on the side of the Mediterranean, it's an ancient sporting arena built by King Herod. According to our guide when we were there, Herod was the first to offer prizes for first, second, and third place. See, because Israel was at the far end of the Roman Empire, he wanted to attract the top athletes of his time. At that time, award was only given to the first place finisher. You know, you, you run in a race, you compete, first place was it, and that was it. So he said, we'll give them an added incentive to travel all the way over to Israel to compete. So this tradition that was first started in Israel is, of course, what stands today. The thing that really got me about watching the biathlon competition is that it was like, it's like no other sport. You're in this race. Your muscles are working as hard as you can. You're taking deep breaths. Your heart is pounding because you're on this how many mile track in racing. Then all of a sudden you have to stop. You have to be calm, focus. You have to aim, take the shot. You complete five shots and you get up and you race again. You do this four times twice lying prone on the ground, and the last two times standing up. So you can imagine you're getting more tired and more tired, and it's even more difficult to do this when your, your hand is going like this. So it's, it's quite a challenge. But you, as a follower of Yeshua, are in a race too. You, you say, but I don't certainly feel like an athlete. My answer to you is, yes, you are. 
You are a spiritual athlete. In your life, you build up your spiritual muscles by studying the Torah, the Brit Hadashah, the Haftorah. You steady yourself. You focus your prayer life, your intimate communications with God. Now, during the biathlon, and certainly during the ice skating events I watched, saw a lot of people fall down. Psalm 37 gives us some comfort and guidance. It says, From Adonai a man's steps are made firm. When he delights in his way, though he, may, though he stumble, he will not fall headlong, for Adonai is holding his hand. Success means getting up again each time you fall. You fall, you get up again. Adonai is there with you each step of the way. He wants you to know you are not alone. Ultimately, the, the analogy I saw in watching the biathlon and comparing it to our spiritual walk was the dual concepts of faith and works. And this is so clearly illustrated in the books of Hebrew and James in the Brit Hadashah. Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of realities not seen. For by it the elders received commendation. He goes on to list all the patriarchs, all the witnesses before them who operated by faith. He says, by faith, Abel, by faith, Enoch, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Sarah, and so on and so on and so on. Moses, Jacob, focused, focused. Contrast that with the book of James. James chapter 2, verses 20 through 22. It says, but do you want to know, you empty person, <laughs> That faith without works is dead? Wasn't Abraham our father proved righteous by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see that faith worked together with his works, and by the works his faith was made complete. At times, we are to be quiet, to be still, to pray. We are to take focus, take aim. Then act on that faith. Get moving. Be in the race. It is your calling as a follower of Yeshua to walk as he walked. Pray as he prayed. God has given you life. Live it to the fullest. Don't be afraid to exercise your spiritual muscles. And when your heart is pounding and you're out of breath, be still. Pray. Focus on him. God will take you places beyond your dreams. Shabbat Shalom.